0: Yeah. And honestly, I feel like it made a difference in like our connection after birth because I see things that he does now that I'm like, you did that in the womb. I know that's you because you did that when I was still pregnant with you.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Happy Home birth Podcast, your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support, education, and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood. Change can be tough. How do we integrate the arrival of our new baby? Moreover, how do we integrate the arrival of our new baby mere weeks after the arrival of our foster child and a move into a new home? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode two hundred and thirteen of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and today we are speaking to Alexis, a foster turning adoptive mother to a seven-year-old daughter and a home-birth bio mom to a one-year-old baby boy. Alexis and her family experienced so much change during her pregnancy and leading up to her birth, and yet you will love the attitude and perspective with which she holds all of this as we hear her journey. Now, before we jump in, I have some very exciting news, and that is that the craniosacral fascial therapy uh, CFT trainings are coming to Greenville in March. The trainings were so highly (laughs) desired that the trainers have actually added a second set of dates. So there's a second round of both foundations and infant trainings. They are still open. There is still a good bit of room for both that second week of foundation and infant training. So if you are interested, please go to... Therapy dot com forward slash trainings, and scroll down to the option for Greenville, South Carolina. There are. Several moms who are podcast listeners who have already signed up, and I am so excited to meet them, so I will be thrilled if you are another addition to this incredible training that we're going to be hosting. Also, if you want to know more about CFT, if you're like, what the heck are you even talking about, Caitlin, then I really encourage you to go to episode 175. It's called The Gillespie Approach, How Craniosacral Fascial Therapy Can Optimize Health for Your Infant. It's with the trainers themselves, Kim and Holly, and it is such a marvelous explanation of what CFT is and how we can use it to benefit our families. Okay, let's jump into this incredible interview with Alexis. Please remember that the opinions of my guests may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa, and this show is not medical advice, it's an educational tool, so continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. Alexis, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited, too. Would you mind taking a moment just here at the beginning to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. Um, so I'm Alexis. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina.
0: Well, just north of Charlotte. Um, I live with my husband, Mitchell, and our two kids, um, seven-year-old who will hopefully be adopted soon and 11-month-old, um, who is our
1: biological child. Very, very cool. Um I I didn't realize you were in North Carolina. You're, you're pretty close. Cool. Um, Awesome. Okay. Well, I would love to hear then um, with your experience, how did motherhood start for you? So it was a crazy journey getting here. Um, We started
0: trying to get pregnant. Let me do the math. It was 18 months of trying to get pregnant. So whatever 18 months was from November of 2021 whatever that was. Um, started trying to get pregnant and I had really crazy cycles. I blame birth control for that. Um, Rightly yeah. so. <laughs> I really think yeah. it was that that's what caused it, but I had really long cycles. So trying to get pregnant was just like so long and painful because I would only ovulate every like two, maybe three months. And I was tracking my ovulation and all of that. And it was just so frustrating that it just wasn't happening. Um, and my little sister, we fostered her and then adopted her when she was two and a half. So that had always kind of been on our hearts. Um, so we decided, like, hey, well, we're waiting, let's look into that. We have space in our home and our hearts, so let's look into fostering. Um, so we started working on our foster license and then I got pregnant while we were taking the foster like license classes. Um, <laughs> which of course that's always how it happens. Yeah. Um, And then before we got licensed, we got asked by a friend um, who we met through like a fostering Facebook group if we could watch her six-year-old foster daughter for a weekend. And we were like, yeah, sure. She can come hang out with us for the weekend. Um, So we weren't licensed yet. So she could only stay for 72 hours because that's how like the foster laws work. Um, And then they needed us to watch her for another weekend. And then our friend's mother died. And she was living with them, so she was like, um, she asked if we would be willing for her foster daughter to move in with us. Um, They were looking to move her to a more permanent placement, anyways, because it was moving towards adoptions. Um, So, long story short, she ended up moving in with us in September, and then my son was born in November.
1: (laughs) Wow, (laughs) it all happened at (laughs) once. Yeah, we'll just we'll just we'll we'll do it both ways. It's perfect. Yeah, zero to two. It's great. Wow, that is fantastic. Well, I'm curious to hear what was that journey like, especially as you're going through pregnancy at the same time. Did that influence that experience at all?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, because I started off my pregnancy with zero children, and then halfway through basically, she was staying with us like on and off um, in the months before she actually officially moved in with us. Um so like I had a school aged kid all of a sudden sometimes. So my midwife was really worried that the stress and like the craziness of it was affecting my pregnancy. I was really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was worried that stress was contributing to that. So I had to be very intentional. Like every day I would spend like an hour just focusing on the baby, um, mm-hmm. which seems silly because like he didn't need anything from me, but I would do like spinning babies or listen to the, um, what's it called? The gentle birth app. Um, I would listen to that and do like the meditations and just kind of like focus in on like, my pregnancy is happy. I'm so joyful to be pregnant, even though it doesn't feel great. <laughs> um, I had to be really intentional with like spending time with my son, even before he was born. And I really think that helped like the health of my pregnancy once I started doing that.
1: Oh, wow. I completely agree. It's funny as we're, as we're doing this interview today, um, inside of the home birth collective today, I was teaching our session on intuition and connection. And that is a huge piece of that connection is actually taking that time prenatally. Like you can't get closer to somebody than them living inside of your body. Like that, you know, like that's the closest we're ever going to be. So like using that time really, um, intentionally and, and providing that, that love and trust at the same time. That's massive. So I kudos to your midwife and then kudos to you for taking that time. An hour every day is huge. Like that is, it wasn't an hour every day, but I shot for an hour every day. (laughs) Hey, listen, let's shoot. What is it? Shoot for the moon, land among the stars. (laughs) Yeah, Good on you. That's incredible, especially with so much change. And I think that that's really important to recognize. I hear this happen with a lot of moms in different ways. Like, you know, we become pregnant and then we have a big move or, you know, something- Oh yeah, we
0: moved when I was 36 weeks pregnant too, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that for sure. <laughs> like, it's great. But these big, big changes, like they're wonderful. You know, there's yeah. there's nothing wrong with change. It's, it's great, but on our bodies, on our nervous systems, you know, it, it can be s- stressful. And so taking yeah. that time to like find a- calm centered place and connect with your baby that that's really awesome I really love to hear that
0: yeah and honestly I feel like it made a difference in like our connection after birth because I see things that he does now that I'm like you did that in the womb I know that's you because you did that when I was still pregnant with you
1: <laughs> oh that is the most special like yeah love it. oh that is that gives me all the Beautiful, wonderful feelings. So that is so cool. Well, okay, so I'd love to hear. I know you said that, you know, there was you were kind of sick throughout this pregnancy, but yeah, what was that experience like? Even just like finding out you were pregnant after after having tried for 18 months, what what was that like? Oh my gosh, it was the best. Um, so I had probably burned through
0: at least a hundred pregnancy tests at that point. So my husband was so tired of me running out and being like, There's a line when there was not a line. Like (laughs) So many times I was dead convinced that I could see a second line and there never was. So this time I came out and was like, babe, there's a line. And he was like, yeah, okay. And then looked at the test. And then his jaw just dropped. He was like, Oh my gosh, there is a line. I was like, I told you, <laughs> um, so, you know, we happy to dance in the kitchen and it was best day ever. Um, and then pretty much immediately like that afternoon I started throwing up <laughs> mm-hmm. and that pretty much continued until like 17, 18 weeks. Mm. Um, So I subsisted on, I I could sometimes tolerate mozzarella sticks and hot dogs, which like the crunchy person in me was like, oh, you're eating frozen (laughs) mozzarella sticks and hot dogs. But I couldn't even stand like the smell of food cooking. Like even things like rice, my husband could not eat. So I don't know what he ate that entire time, but he somehow made it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no idea how either of us made it, but we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then eventually around like probably 20 weeks, it chilled out and I could eat some. Um, But like meat the entire time was just, I could not handle meat. Um, That's
1: hard. That's that's very, very difficult. And I hear you. And I, I think that that's really great to point out because I know a lot of moms are in the same boat or have been in the same boat or will be in the same boat where it's like, Mm -hmm. The crunchy part of me is just not thrilled about what is happening inside of my body and what it means for the choices that I'm making right now. But just remembering, like, listen, any calories are better than no calories and we can trust our bodies that they are going to provide our baby what they need. And then, of course, when we are at a point where we can add things in that are more to our liking and more to our preference and more to our normal, like good honest, but, but giving ourselves that grace of like, Hey, literally all I can eat right now is mozzarella sticks. I am not going to feel bad about it. I'm going to eat the freaking mozzarella sticks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had no choice because everything else was not tolerated. So I just Mm -hmm. kind of had to be okay with the fact that sometimes things don't go my way and that's okay.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you, you had a home birth with your first, when did you guys decide that that's what you were going to do?
0: Oh, prenatally. I'm a birth doula and photographer as well. Um, So it was kind of always just like a, not a given, but I, I attended a really beautiful home birth when I was like seven weeks pregnant. And that's actually where I met my midwife. Um, So I came home and I was like, yeah, we're having a home birth
1: and it's with her. Mm -hmm. And like,
0: it was and it was beautiful and great.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. That's really powerful too, to have experienced that while being pregnant, like experiencing the home birth, like seeing what it's like, and then having that opportunity to see the care provider in action, like oh yeah, that is a really good look into like, oh, I can trust this woman.
0: Oh yeah. Like nobody else gets to interview their midwife
1: like on the job.
0: Right. She was <laughs>
1: That is so fantastic. Okay, so you guys decided early on. And then, yeah, I'd I just love to hear a little bit more about how the pregnancy unfolded.
0: Yeah, so I was doing dual care with my midwife and then like an OB um, midwife group. Um, Up until after the anatomy scan, I wanted to get through the anatomy scan so that insurance would cover that. Um, And then I was debating whether or not to keep on board with them after or not. And then I turned 26 and got dropped off my parents' insurance and just decided they're not doing anything for me. I would see the midwife at the hospital for like 10 minutes. And like all of my questions were written off by her. It just, I felt nothing towards them. Um, So I dropped care with them at... I don't know 20 something weeks 24 weeks maybe um but my my care with my midwife was incredible I all of my appointments with her like an hour long and we would chat about everything not even like it didn't necessarily even have to be pregnancy related she just wanted to hear all about my life and everything that was going on and everything she was just incredible
1: yeah the care was amazing. night and day difference mm-hmm Yeah. Because like you're seen as a human, like a whole human, not just capable human. Yeah. 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 You're not a womb with a baby in it. Like you're Alexis and and you're pregnant right now.
0: Yeah. And she really got to know, like, like how I was getting to know my baby. She also got to know him. Like he would do things and she'd be like, oh, that's so we actually didn't find out if he was a boy or a girl um, until he was born. But she'd be like, oh, your baby always does that. And I'm like, that's so cool that like, you know, my baby's habits. Like, oh, it was just so cool that she got to know me and my baby. And it was really comforting in labor because, like, she knew my baby's normal. Mm -hmm. So I knew when I was in labor, if something was abnormal for him, she would know. Yep.
1: Which was so comforting. That's where the safety lies. That is 100%. You knowing, that's, like, massive. And your midwife being in touch and in tune as well. Like, you can't get that from, you know, standard care. So that's incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't trade midwifery care for anything. Now that I've experienced it, especially like if in the future I have complicated pregnancies, it's going to be so hard to go back to standard care because I've seen the light.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So you, you dealt with the sickness there for, you know, up until what, like 20-ish weeks you said? Um, Yeah. And then, okay. So what was that? What was the second half of the pregnancy like? It sounds like a lot happened in that second half. (laughs)
0: Yes. So in the summer, our foster daughter started like transitioning to our home. Um, So I felt almost like a step parent with like partial custody because she would spend part of the time with us and part of the time with her other foster family just to get comfortable with us before she officially moved in. Um, So the first weekend she was like officially with us, we realized our house is way too small. We were living in like an 800 square foot house, two bedrooms, one bathroom. And it was not big enough for two kids. I'm sure other people could have made it work, but with the age gap and everything, it was just not working. So mm-hmm. that weekend, we started looking for a new house. Um, and that was when the housing market up here was like insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we put an offer in, I think, six houses. And the house that we ended up getting, we bought sight unseen because mm-hmm. I was like 20, geez, probably 28 weeks pregnant. And we needed a full 30 days to close because of like how our mortgage people work, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, no, I would have had to been farther along than that because we moved at 36 weeks and that was like, we must've put an offer in at 32 weeks, Mm -hmm. but we saw the house on the internet and I drove past and we put an offer in and we got it. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. (laughs) Yes. So the first time we saw the house was like the (laughs) walkthrough, but it's perfect and- yeah, the it was definitely in God's hands at that point because this house is perfect for us. Like, I couldn't have handpicked a better house.
1: Mm, that's so it all worked out.
0: It was just crazy for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, the housing market around here. it, it is—it's been bananas. Like, just yeah, such bananas. So yeah, I feel like it's I, calmed down I, a little bit, but back then mm, it was like wild. Added uh, so
0: after we. Yeah. After we like got the house, we packed everything up. And you know, that's crazy when you're moving because you're like, I want a nest, but I have to put all my things in boxes and put them away. So my, my, I was so torn on it because I wanted to unpack and set things up, but I couldn't. Um, but once we officially moved in, I like hardcore nested and my mom came up. She lives actually down in Greenville. You're in Greenville, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in Greenville. So my mom came up um for a few days and helped us get everything set up. Um and we had our home visit with my midwife, like with boxes around everywhere. And she was like, You're having a baby here next week, maybe? And I was like, Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> Check. <laughs> yep. we have a house. So home birth can happen, right? <laughs> um but then I ended up going into labor. Can I go there yet or do you want to Yeah go? Okay. okay. So I ended up going into labor a week and a half after we moved in and I really think it was like the craziness of moving my body like got ready faster because it was like okay something's happening like I might need to have this baby now and then I got settled and my body was like okay we're having the baby now <laughs> um, because I ended up going to labor at like 38 and a half weeks which never happens with a first-time mom like who goes into spontaneous labor at 38 and a half weeks that's
1: wild <laughs> <laughs> it is uncommon it is- yeah that's awesome. So, okay. So, what was that labor experience like? Like, how did you know? Oh, I think something's happening. Um, so I should have seen the signs. Like, had it been a
0: client, I would have been like, "Yeah, you're in early labor." But being myself, I was in denial. So Saturday, um, I was like having some weird backache and like just feeling overall icky. And I had—I still don't know if it was my water or if it was just like a gush of discharge. Um, but I had some kind of gush, but it wasn't enough that I could use the little um, amniotic fluid swab thing. I had a couple of those for my midwife, um, but it wasn't enough that I could ever use one of those. It was just enough that I was like, oh, that's uncomfy. Um, <laughs> so that happened Saturday, like, afternoonish. So I started, like, cleaning up the house and getting things ready just in case it was something, Um And then Sunday, oh, and then Saturday night, we went to go see like Christmas lights and kept joking about like, oh, next time we come, we might have a baby thinking like, we'll come again in like a month and maybe have a baby then. Um, And so we did that Saturday night and just like went out to dinner. It was really nice. Sunday, we woke up and I was having like backache still and loose bowel movements and all those things. And looking back, I'm like, Alexis, how did you not see that? (laughs) But I thought I was just really pregnant. I don't know.
1: (laughs) It's so hard when it's you. <laughs> it's so it is. Hard.
0: Like had it been a client, I would have been like, "Yeah, you're probably in early labor." Mm-hmm. But whatever, it's fine. Um, so we like went to church, but I was just feeling really crappy. So we went home and just hung out all day. And then Monday morning at two thirty in the morning, I woke up with like my back really hurting. I was like, "Ah, great, I'm not going to sleep tonight." Um, so I woke up and get in, got in the shower to see if I could get the like, backache to go away, and I noticed it was, like, kind of coming and going, and I was, like, oh, that's interesting. So I started timing it, and it was coming and going for, like, every 10 minutes, and it was, like, a minute long, and I was, like, oh, I wonder if these are contractions, and then I'm trying to think. I got out of the shower, I think, and they immediately went to, like, two minutes apart, and I was, like, oh, crap. <laughs> this was just what is this? My back at this point? Yeah, it was all in my back at this point. Um, so at this point, it was, like, four-ish in the morning. Um, so I spent a little time like in the shower and just kind of like hanging out, figuring out what was going on. So at four in the morning, I went in and told my husband like, hey, I think I'm in labor. And he, I have to tease him about this. He said, okay, can I sleep for another hour? <laughs> which is fair. I don't know. (laughs) I know. And his, and his justification is it was the middle of the night. And I said, I think I might be in labor. So he was like, okay, yeah, you're not in labor. Can I get some more sleep? (laughs) Can I go back to night, night? He was like, can I go back to bed until five? I was like, no, I need you to squeeze my hips. So he was (laughs) like, okay, we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of labor. Yes. Um, so because things went from like 10 minutes apart to two minutes apart. I was like super freaked out. So I called my midwife, told her what was going on. She was like, okay, I'll come over. Um, So she came over and checked me and previous, so I had asked her to check me the week before um, just because I was curious. And she checked me and told me that I was like one centimeter, but it turns out I actually wasn't. (laughs) She lied and I was zero, but she didn't want to like tell me I was still zero because she thought I would be discouraged, which was so sweet of her. I'm glad she did that. Um, so she was like, "Yeah, you're like one centimeter. I'll hang out for a couple hours and th- see how things are going." Then, um, so I just kind of like labored in the bedroom with Mitchell and hung out. Um, I think she went out to the couch and like took a nap for a little while. And then she checked me again. So Mitchell got our foster daughter ready for school, got her dropped off to school at like seven thirty ish. And when he got back, she checked me again, and I was at a three. So she was like, okay, you're in labor and realized that she forgot her, like all of her paperwork stuff. Um, So she was like, I'm going to go grab some coffee, get my paperwork, maybe call your doula and have her come over, Mm -hmm. Um, which was great advice. So she hung around till my doula got here. And when my doula got here, she um, had me do, what are they called? It's like where you like sit against the wall and hold your belly up. The abdominal lift and tucks. Yeah. Lift and tucks. That's what it was. Um, she had me do those because I was having only like, I didn't feel contractions at all on the front. They were all on my back. Um, so we were thinking maybe it was like something positional with baby. So once we did that, I feel like he really engaged and I was feeling pain in my back and front. So yay. Which is good that I could feel it in the front, but I was also like, great. Now it's in both. I actually had a couple contractions where I could only feel the contraction in the front. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> yeah. And then the back came, came back. So whatever,
1: it's fine. <laughs> but it was going to be, apparently.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was eventually it turned from like sharp pain to just like achy dullness. So mm-hmm. it was manageable. Right. Um, so that was probably around like 10-ish in the morning, I want to say that things like really kicked into gear um so my midwife was back at that point um, my doula was there I texted my best friend she was going to come up and bake cookies because I wanted to have cookies like fresh warm cookies with a warm snugly fresh baby like all well, that just sounded like heaven and still does but so I yeah had her come that sounds up. ideal yeah it was so fun um so I got her on her way up here told my mom like hey I'm in labor um, my mom was planning on coming for like Like if she was there for the birth, that was cool. But she didn't, like, I wasn't necessarily concerned about her being there at the actual birth. Um, So I told her like, hey, maybe have a bag packed and start thinking about heading up here sometime this afternoon or night. I don't know. Um, Just alerted everybody that they should be on their way. Told my birth photographer. um, And everybody got there, I want to say around noon. Um, And at that point I was in like active labor. Um, And it was still like, I, my husband laughed at this because I don't remember it being painful, but he's like, no, it was, it was painful. But looking back, I don't remember like any pain. <laughs> I just incredible. remember the back pain. I remember yeah. the back pain at the beginning, but like once it stopped being painful, I don't remember it being painful, like contractions. Mm-hmm. I don't remember them hurting. Yes. Um, but I just kind of labored like all over the house, you know, how home birth works. That's so great. Cause you, like, hang out in your bedroom and then Go out in the kitchen, and it was just great.
1: (laughs) That does, and all my friends were there. New house too, like
0: yeah, I was getting to know my house.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's great.
0: (laughs) Um, so they like set up the birth pool, and I wanted lights under the liner of the pool, which was so pretty. The Mm -hmm. birth photographer in me was like dying the entire time. I was like, oh, this is going to be such good pictures. (laughs) Good job, Alexis. Good, I know, so picture perfect. Um, so I got in the pool probably around like 1230. And that was like heaven. It was so good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that water. Yeah. Um, so I probably labored in the water for, I don't know, a little while. Um, But once I had been there for a little while, they were like, hey, things are kind of slowing down. Let's get out, maybe sit on the toilet for a little while, get a snack. Um, Which I was like, I don't want to, but I know you're right. (laughs) um so I got out of the water labored on the toilet for a few contractions which I could tell was effective but I also hated it
1: (laughs) right intensely effective
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it was intense but you know I could tell it was working so I sat through it um and then at some point I don't remember exactly when somebody suggested that I take a nap so I was like you're crazy but okay Um, so my husband and I like laid down on the bed and I just kind of napped through like the breaks and contractions and woke up and he like pushed his heel, the heel of his hand into my back. And then like, we went back to sleep. Um, so I probably napped for like 45 minutes, I want to say. Um, and I woke up from the nap because I heard my water break and just like felt it like erupt. (laughs) It was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was an audible pop and then very much a lot of fluid. (laughs) Um, so I like yelled, I was like, oh, it just broke. So everybody that was in the living room hanging out came like running in, um, and they checked and they're like, okay, it's clear. You're good. So after that, um, I wanted to get back in the pool. I wasn't necessarily like definitive. I want to get birth in the pool, but I was like, that felt good. And I feel like things are going to get more intense. So I want to be somewhere comfy. Um, so they like got the pool warm again. It had cooled down at that point. So they, you know, boiled pots of water and got it hot again. Um, and I got back in the pool, and it was fantastic. Um, it just felt so good, like, on my back. And my my doula would, like, pour water over my back, and it, oh, it was just so nice. And I had Christmas music playing, and we set up a little, like, Christmas tree in the corner of the room behind the pool. So I was just, like, zoning out, looking at the Christmas tree, listening to the Christmas music. It was it was beautiful. That's so special. I love that. Yeah. I, I'm kind of sad that my next birth might not be at Christmas because it was just so perfect. <laughs>
1: a lot of that adds a lot of stress to the planning of conception (laughs) I'm like okay so I have to be due during Christmas time or I could do like set up a Christmas tree anyways and everybody else can
0: deal with it I don't know (laughs) that's always an option I might do it we'll see um but I started feeling pushy in the pool but I felt like I like couldn't I don't I felt like too um, like I couldn't get a grip. Like I was just like floating around in this pool and I was like alone and I just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, so I asked if I could get out of the pool. i mean, not asked, but I like asked them to help me get out of the pool. Um, and went and labored on the toilet again. Cause I was like, okay, last time that seemed really effective. And that's when I feel like I really started like my body started pushing, but I was like, I don't want to have a baby on the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they asked, like, where I wanted to go, and I really felt like the best place for me to be would be on the bed. Um, so I asked them to, like, help me get set up in, like, a side-lying position, and pretty much as soon as I got on the bed, I started pushing. Um, and as soon as I started pushing, I profusely vomited.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Which sucked
0: and I could feel that every time I threw up I was pushing effectively so I was like okay so I can push in effectively and not barf or throw up and have a baby mm-hmm. so obviously <laughs> I chose to throw up and have a baby and I pretty much threw up with
1: every single push mm. which I think motivated me to push better <laughs> I mean that is the great motivator also just yes. thinking of like the intensity of like throwing it, like doing two things at once like I was so bad that's that is that's that's very intense um, yeah, because I
0: was like trying to not get throw up on myself but also like concentrating on pushing a baby out which I had never done before so I was like this is so uncomfortable so I ended up flat on my back pretty much like leaning back against my husband which still cracks me up because my entire pregnancy I talked crap about giving birth on your back and here I was <laughs> eating my words giving birth on my back <laughs>
1: listen, sometimes that is the way that our body needs to be.
0: Yes. Again, I was getting a lesson in motherhood.
1: Yeah. I think that's the problem. It's just, it's become a thing now where it's like almost like so far the other way. Like you can't give birth on your back. And it's like, no, you can. Like you totally can. It's the, the issue is like being forced to do anything. It's obnoxious, but yeah, I totally hear you. It's like, no, I'm not going to give birth on my back. Like
0: Yeah. Like never in a million years would I would have guessed that I'd give birth on my back. Yet here I was giving birth on my back on the bed. As you puke and push. Yes. It was great. And so I pushed for like half an hour or so. Um, And as my son was like crowning, we figured out why I had such back pain is because he had double nuchal hands. So everything made sense as I started pushing or as like my son started coming out because we are like, Oh, well, there you go. If you have two hands plus a head in your, in your pelvis, like that's not going to feel good. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my midwife said that as soon as she saw like both of his little fish, she was like, Oh no, this is going to be a big tear. This is not going to be good. Um, of course she didn't say that because right. that's not going to help. <laughs> um, that, that would be
1: the worst. Oh yeah! God. Wow, you're tearing, <laughs> Ooh, girl. Get ready. <laughs> yeah, no, that would this not going the same. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. No, luckily she uh, kept that thought to herself. Um, and as he was like crowning and coming out, my midwife—my my midwife. That's so hard to say. Was like, hey, do you want to reach down and catch your baby? Which, like, of course, yeah. So I was the she like helped me catch him, but I caught him and brought him up to my chest, and it was just the best moment ever, finally having this little squishy person that I'd waited mm-hmm. so long for. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the best moment of my life. It was incredible.
1: Wow. Oh, that is so amazing. And I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I am curious to hear like in terms of healing after that. So you've got this baby with the nuchal hand. What, what was the healing like? So I actually didn't tear. She was, <laughs> it was totally fine. <laughs> I, I had like. It
0: a tiny little nick but it wasn't even like not even a first degree tear it was just like a little tiny like tiny little skin nick it was nothing yep our
1: our bodies are so capable like yeah so and I think a
0: lot of it is I like was feeling his head as I was pushing Mm -hmm. so I was really like he didn't shoot out like I was very much like backing off on my pushing and like allowing my tissue to stretch Yeah. Um, yeah so I think that's probably what made the difference had I just like
1: shot him through, I right. probably would have had more perineal damage. But mm-hmm. it was oh, fine. Wow. That is so incredible. So you're yeah. you've just had this baby. You're basking in this experience. What yeah, what did that feel like postpartum? Oh, it was incredible. And so like I said, we hadn't found out if he
0: was a boy or a girl in pregnancy. Um so I was like holding him by his bottom and I was like, oh those feel like testicles. But my entire pregnancy I had this idea in my head that like my husband was going to check and like, announce to the room if we had a son or a daughter, but I was like, I feel testicles. So I was like, Hey Mitchell, you want to, you want to check if it's a boy or a girl?
1: (laughs) Mitchell, can you look at him and tell us if you verify those are testicles? (laughs) (laughs) So he checked and of course
0: it was a boy, um, which was so exciting. And then the cookies happened to be done. Like just after he was born, it was, it was perfect timing. It could not have been better. Um, Yeah. So like 10 minutes postpartum, I was eating a fresh warm cookie and I had my baby and we sang happy birthday to him. And it was beautiful. It was so perfect. And then my mom walked in like 20 minutes after he
1: was born. So I got to tell my mom, like, it's a boy. And
0: oh, it was so special.
1: Oh, that is so lovely. That is incredible. So start to finish. What, what was the timeline? So that first contraction was like 2.30 in the morning
0: and he was born at 4.37 in the afternoon. So it was 14 hours, which yeah, is not bad that... for a first time mom at no. all.
1: No. And, and then and active labor, you said, was like, what did you say? Like noonish? Yeah, probably sometime between 10 and noon, I would say I was
0: moving into active labor. So like four to six hour active labor, like wow,
1: it was a dream. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> beautiful. That's pretty incredible. And now your foster daughter was at school- this whole did she get back soon after or what was that what was that like we had asked a friend I didn't think Mm. she would be comfortable being
0: at the birth and I didn't feel comfortable with her being there either I feel like that would have been a lot having known each other for like six months at that point (laughs) um so we had a friend pick her up from school and she hung out with them for the night and then I think the next day I think we picked her up the next evening Mm. um so we had a little bit of time for just the three of us to kind of get settled in and used to having a newborn before we had two kids again <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we're thrown into the the two-child arena that's yes wow yes it was perfect that is so incredible I mean that is definitely an action-packed pregnancy and birthing experience for sure
0: yeah I really think that like my pregnancy was so wild that God gave me just like this perfect picture perfect like textbook delivery, not like as a reward, but like as a, as a gift.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I really feel like my birth was a gift from him for the wild pregnancy. I,
1: yeah, I really think that um, it's so important to remember that and like, remember that like, he cares about like the little details. He cares about how your birth goes. And does that mean that like your birth is going to go exactly how you think every time? No, but but he is in those details and and he was there with you during the pregnancy when it was wild oh, yeah. just you know just like he was there during that super special birth that's oh Absolutely. that is so incredible. What do you think like as we as we look at this and actually, I'm really curious to hear how you know that postpartum has been this this past year, how has this been <laughs> transitioning like as you are now a mother of two children um what what has this been like for you so
0: the first, I don't know, six months were really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I never felt like I was getting into like postpartum depression or anxiety or anything like that. I just, I think it was just hard. Um, so my mom stayed with us for probably 10 days. I want to say postpartum and I cried so hard when she left. I was like, no mom, don't leave me. I need you. <laughs> please <'Cause, stay. laughs> yes, please stay, but just move in. You can have the other bedroom. We don't need it. <laughs> Um, but she knew like she had to let me settle into my own motherhood and she was very wise and I'm sure it was hard to like leave her daughter in a state of distress, but she, she knew that like I had to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and really she was only two hours away. So had I needed her to like come back for a couple days, she could have. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was obviously a ton of change for our daughter, she moved into our house and then we moved houses, and then all of a sudden there's a new baby, and she was going to a new school. It was a lot of change for her, and that came with a lot of big emotions, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, like reasonably so. Mm-hmm. So it was just interesting learning to manage having a newborn and breastfeeding and all of that while also managing the really big feelings of a big kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really hard for probably the first six months and I was like we are done we are having no more children <laughs> <laughs> this is plenty um but since then I feel like we've kind of gotten in our groove but I have my feet under me again and I can do something other than like take care of the baby and take care of the kid and like mm-hmm. occasionally get some house stuff done I feel like I have moved out of that phase where I can actually
1: do human things <laughs> yeah where I'm I'm Alexis
0: <laughs> yes I'm Alexis again
1: <laughs> That that makes so much sense. And, you know, that happens with any, like, whether it's foster child or biological child, like, that transition is such an intense transition. So I can only imagine, especially in that situation where it's like big change, big change, big change, that it would just, that would be so, so intense for her as well. And how special of her to have a mother who like knew that <laughs> like yeah. understood where like, Oh yeah. Like she's having big emotions. This, this has been a lot. I, I see that.
0: Yeah. And in the moment, like, I don't know that I was always the best at keeping that in mind, but like you looking are. back and I'm like, okay, her response was very valid. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. well, that's just, um, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, she's so sweet. She, they're the two of them are like the best little buddies now. They are in (laughs) cahoots together all the time. He thinks that she is just the funniest person in the world. So it's really sweet to see their relationship grow. And it's so
1: fun. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that that is super special. I guess as we, you know, as we come here to the end, I'm curious to hear, like, what are the big takeaways that you experienced? What are the big things that you learned through this or that stand out? Yeah, so I think I'm trying to think of how I
0: should rank them. (laughs) So I'll start with like the lesser thing, I guess, is that I am a capable mother and the care that I got prenatally and like from my midwife set me up to know that Mm -hmm. Um, because she always defaulted to what I thought was best. So even though she's a professional, she would tell me her professional opinion, but then she would say, and what do you think? And like she truly respected what I thought. Mm -hmm. And That's huge. Like as a first-time mom, especially, I feel like I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, but to have a professional put their trust in me to make the decision, I just feel like she set me up to be a confident mom. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for that. Like, not everybody has that experience where their care provider trusts them and they trust their care provider. Um, I'm just really grateful that I had that experience. (laughs)
1: That's huge. That's a big one.
0: Yeah, and then I feel like the overarching thing is that. Through the highs and the lows, God was there Mm -hmm. and I couldn't necessarily always see it in the lows, but from the highs, looking back, I can see like, I wasn't alone and it was all part of the bigger plan. Like wait, having to wait 18 months to get pregnant. Realistically, had I gotten pregnant earlier, my son wouldn't, he wouldn't be the same person. Like it would have been a different egg and a different sperm. And he's so special. Like, I'm so grateful to have him. Yeah. And Had it also not taken those 18 months, we also wouldn't have our foster daughter. Um, And that just would be so different. Like I wouldn't have either of my kids had it not been for that provincial timing. Um, So looking back, I'm just so grateful for like the lessons that God was teaching me to wait on his time and that his plan is bigger than mine. Because my Mm. plans I thought were good, but they pale in comparison to what he had planned.
1: Oh man, that is some really good stuff. Uh, you know what that <laughs> reminds me of Alexis is like I I've been reading and thinking on um Abraham and Abram's journey and you know remembering like this happened over a ton of years. <laughs> like oh, yeah. go- it's not like like God was talking to him every single day and being like, "Oh, and now you're going to do this and now you're going to do this and now take this step and now that step." It was like God would say something like you're going to have a kid and it's like huh and like you know like leave your fa- leave your home and then a while yeah. later like you know it unfolded in not Abram's timing not Abraham's timing like that was God's timing and yet yeah I mean an entire <laughs> like an entire nation was was built off of that timing and so yeah I just love what you're saying, like, that sometimes it feels like, oh, like, oh, where are you, God? But remembering, like, no, he was there the whole time. Like, he was totally yeah. there. It was just that it was in his timing. And woo, thank goodness, because look how look how beautifully that that actually played out.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't imagine it any other way. But had I asked myself at the beginning if I would want to go through that, I'd say, no, of course yeah, not. Of I want it to now. <laughs> <Absolutely>, <laughs> but it's so yeah. i so glad it didn't go that way. Like... Mm-hmm. I just, it's, it worked out so perfectly and I,
1: I wouldn't have it any other way. Wow. Those are such beautiful takeaways and such an incredible story. And I don't know, I just, I find so much joy and positivity in it It, throughout the struggle. Like it's very clear. That was a very stressful and and difficult time in, in many places. And yet like there's so much to be joyful for and so much to be grateful yeah. for. And I just, I so appreciate your perspective on that and, and the attitude and joy that you bring to it. And it's just going to be, this is going to be a very impactful story. I, I just know it. So Alexis, oh, thank you so. so, so much for coming on the happy home birth podcast.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad to have been able to, it's been a joy.
1: How inspiring is Alexis's story? As we head into this week's episode roundup, I find myself echoing exactly what she said herself. Number one, Alexis found confidence in herself as she navigated pregnancy and motherhood. And so much of this was because she was in control of her care. She wasn't being told what to do or forced or coerced. Alexis was surrounded by midwives who truly cared for her and wanted her to be in charge of her experience. What a massive difference this makes in terms of how we feel about ourselves as mothers. And what a beautiful gift of an experience to know that we've got the stuff we need to be who we were designed to be. Number two, Alexis said that overarching, she sees how God's timing was so perfect in her story, despite the fact that she certainly couldn't see that or even fully feel that during the process at times. Isn't it so humbling to realize that our perspective just isn't as big as that of our creators. What feels like pain, a struggle, something incredibly difficult or even wrong from where we're standing, that can be used too. Nothing surprises him. Alexa celebrates the fact that in his timing, she gained two beautiful children. Two children she wouldn't trade for the world. How amazing. Okay, my friends, that's all I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.